When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your Welcome to the Clubhouse. Yeah, 2016 is here. Great to have your company right across Australia on the Clubhouse. A huge year of golf ahead. We're going to be here each and every week giving you all the latest news, all the latest tips with Mark Allen. My name's Julian Bayard in the chair for the season. Marco, great to have you back in 2016. Nice to see you, Jules. You're looking a million dollars and you look uh, fresh for 2016. So am I. I can't wait. I'm expecting big things from all of our golfers, the boys and the girls. Um, I'm still scratching my head why Robert Elmy played in Hawaii. <laughs> Not a great I don't, start. What are you doing? Just steer clear. Just don't go back there. You know? What do you have on the first hole back? Triple bogey. Oh, yeah, a triple bogey. Oh. I mean, look, that's... I don't want to talk about, you know. <laughs> but just, it's taken you, us 60 you would, seconds to bring up Robert you would, you would reckon... <laughs> I mean, I know he's probably only going to have limited starts. But why? Why go back to Hawaii? Yeah. Why? Why yep. just gives people a chance to talk about you and Hawaii? Yep. And what happened? Another crack at you after this? Or? Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm very jealous. It was all your fault. I've always it? been jealous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm you, didn't, you didn't get there. Yeah. You didn't make it. I know. Yeah. I know. Hey, how was, your, uh, how was your Christmas New Year break, mate? Fantastic. Get away, play yeah. some golf? No, I've been playing a little bit of golf because at the moment I'm playing in the Vic Open. I'm playing in the Vic Open, which... I'm kind of looking forward to, although it's a very big tournament this year, you know, the Vic Open, yep. $300,000 for the men, $300,000 mm. total prize money for the girls. Former world number one, Kari Webb, is making her way down to play in the Vic Open. Uh, this tournament's gone to a whole new level, uh, and, you know, you've got to find not only a town capable of doing this, but... A venue as well. Now, 13th Beach has got the two courses, so it can be done. It has uh, the support of everybody in that Geelong, greater Geelong area, and it has the support of Dan Andrews, who comes from that area. He's the Premier of Victoria. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, all the stars have aligned for the Victorian Open. It's been a great tournament. You remember last year, Richard Green wins the tournament, and his wife wins the women's <laughs> tournament. So that was unbelievable. The stories are getting great. Beautiful crowds. There's always fantastic pitches. I mean, if you follow Vic Open on Twitter, mm. around that time of the tournament, the pitches that they send out, it looks like it's the Australian Masters. There's yeah. that many people there. So the format's working. Um, you know, the, the people at uh, Golf Victoria, they have, I mean, they've dealt themselves royal flush here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, a great concept. It is yeah. a great concept. Um, you know, Oaks... Um, the, their money is well and truly behind it now. It is it's just enormous, and I'm very I'm very proud of our state down here in Victoria that they've made it work because um, it's it's only going from strength to strength. Don't be surprised, mate. If like it's a European tour event for the girls, 
Don't be surprised if in the near future it is got equal status with the fellas as well. That, really? That's that's where it's headed, mate. It is the graph is headed in one direction, yep. and that is forty five degree angles straight up. Very good. So well done to all the organisers of the Vic, Vic Open. Well played. Very yeah. good. It's good yeah, news yeah. for Australian golf. Oh, it's huge. Good news for it uh, is for huge, 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 huge. Hey, uh, season kicked off last week. <laughs> I mean, really, thirty under. What are we dealing with? <laughs> Now, Jordan Spieth, extraordinary. He went seven under, nine under, eight under, six under yep. to finish 30 under par, eight yep. shots ahead of Patrick Reed, who was yeah. the next best at 22 under. Look, I'm not sure whether you've seen the venue, but it's up on a hill in Hawaii. Yep. I mean, it, it, the, the, the people who have built the golf course have built it for windy conditions. And on Tuesday, it became clear that they were going to get the most four perfect days <laughs> in history. So you've basically got the tournament winners from 2015. Um Playing on a golf course, so guys who can really play, obviously, yeah. if you win on the US Tour, you're somewhat skilled at the game. So you take these types to a golf course that is built for you know tropical weather, hurricane-type yeah. wind. <laughs> so the fairways are you know they're 40 and 50 yeah. metres wide, most of the fairways. Um, five par fives, all gettable for yeah. these guys, and basically they were playing indoors for four days <laughs> so so i mean there was always going to be less than pretty low scoring i mean what patty patrick reed came second i think he was like yep. 23 under par yep. in saying that yeah five players 20 under or more yeah so in saying that that's great but to get the 30 under yeah. par wow i mean wow the guy i mean and in every stat you know you look at his stats he's he's quite good in greens hit he's very good in fairways hit scrambling you know, he's, he's exquisite. But the stat that always does it for me when I look at him, uh, shots gained. Now, if, if you're a zero, which in many other sports, if you're a zero, you're no good. But if you're a zero on the PGA Tour with putts gained, you are on average. You're just an average putter on the PGA Tour. A clearly world-class putter if you're average on the PGA Tour. If you're a one, a positive one, um, then you're a freak. Yeah, He's a... He's a two. <laughs> so he just keeps on hauling putts. Yeah. He just keeps on hauling putts. And the way they measure that stat is, you know, with the, with the, with the gear that they have in America these days, they don't only measure and mark where you hit your drive two and where the, the proximity of hole, you hit your second shot. But what they do is they map out um, where you actually are on the green. So if Jordan Spieth holes a 10-footer, then what, what happens is everybody else who is in that zone that he's hit the 10-footer from, they match that. So if he holds it and everybody else misses it, let's say there's 10 players, 10 players. So he holds it, nine other players uh, miss it, then he's positive one yeah. from that area, just from that area. So you can imagine being a positive two for the whole week. I mean, it's just it's he's impossible. A he's, he's, a a he's a freak with that putter in his hand. Yeah. Um, if he's... If for some reason, I mean, we know he's young, yep. and the the conversation you have with people all the time is, if his putting goes, is his whole game? Yeah, he's gone? just going to he's going to be an average player. Yeah, he's going to be a really average player. The rest of his game is just yeah. There but that's that's the same. It's the same with everybody. I mean, you look at Jack Nicholas; he was a freak. Yep. You look at Tiger Woods when he was going; mm. he was a freak. You look at Seve; Seve was a freak. Mm. Greg Norman; Greg Norman gets a bad rap because you know he came in this age where TV was following every round. Every round that he played from first tee off yep. to last tee off. So if he missed a putt, 
that was the one that was replayed on yeah. the news all the time. Yeah. You know, that little that it, short one. It, it was. If you yep. missed it, if you missed one of those, that was the one that was replayed mm. over and over and over. <gasps> Greg's missed a putt on the sixth hole. You know, but in in America, you don't see that because their coverage basically starts in the back nine the way it should be. Mm. Everybody wants twenty twenty golf. It just all they have to do is show the back nine <laughs> on telly, and you'll get twenty twenty golf. It's yep. all you have to do to change the game. Mm. So he was a, he was an unbelievable putter. An unbelievable putter for 331 weeks when he was world number one. So all these guys who get to the top are unbelievable putters. And you're right. You're right in what you say. If he if he goes to the negative in in the putting, he will be a very average player. So um, let's see how doesn't, long it doesn't look like it's going anywhere at the moment. Doesn't look like it's going anywhere at the moment. And it's unusual too. You know, he's he's, he's got the left hand yeah, below right. Does. And from anything inside six foot, he's looking at the hole. Yeah. Or he was last year anyway. I only saw a little bit last week. So I'm not sure what his zone is at the moment. But last year, if he had a five-footer or less, he was looking at the hole instead of the ball when he actually stroked the ball. So unusual technique, beautiful golf swing, plays his best golf as much as Tiger Woods, maybe even more. Because mm. Tiger Woods could win with the B game. Yep. Um, I don't think Jordan can win with his B game as as much. Not at, not as much. So we'll we'll see right. we'll see what happens. Jason Day uh, came back from a couple of months off. Yeah, did well. Finished thought, tied for tenth. Had what, a final round eight, eight under. under par. So you've been watching Jules. I'm impressed. Yes. Uh, yeah, he looked fantastic. And um, you know, there's going to be a bit of ring rust to use a boxing term because he had played for mm. three months. Um, but you know, when I looked at his golf swing, particularly in that last round, uh, he was he was really just doing it easy. I mean, we everyone saw the long eagle putt that he holed. Yep, and just uh, walked on that off par to the next four, tee. just walked to the next <laughs> tee. You get that one for me, Cole. I'll see you on the on, on the next tee box. He's about forty meters away. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with him. I think he'll be back to world number one at some stage during the year. Yep. And the shootout that we've all got, we're all licking our lips for. You know, you got Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. And Jason Day, throw in uh, Ricky Fowler, yep. just throw him in just for the hell of it. And you got four young guns playing exceptionally. I mean, what Ricky Fowler did last year, I think he was top 10 or top five in all the majors last mm. year. Something ridiculous, and, one of those. And uh, finished fifth in uh, yep. last weekend. So, so he's a gun. Ever, and he's, he's been doing that ever since he went to Butch Harmon. Yeah. The guy that Tiger Woods, mm. he's too pig-headed to go to back. Go back to. He's too pig-headed <laughs> to go and knock on Butch's door and say, come on, Butch, Give I'm something. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for t- calling you a loud talker. I know it, re- it looked bad in Hank Haney's book, what I was saying about you, but please, I need your help. Hey, Marco, lots to discuss on the show today. Uh, we're going to have a look at Golf Digest's top 100 courses. Yeah, some yeah. Australian courses, pretty yeah, high ranked yeah. up, and some new ones in there too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a chat about that. And uh, the World Cup of Golf. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's going to be Melbourne. huge. Kingston Heath. Kingston Heath. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later on. That's where I'm a member, by the way, Jules. I'm, I'm going to bring you down for a game soon. One I promise. day. I, we'll no, no, I promise I will. Soon. Sooner rather than later. And Golf's top earners in 2015. Some surprising names on that list. Cool. We'll get to that next on the Clubhouse. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, across Australia, you're with The Clubhouse. Mark Allen is in the studio. My name's Julian Bayard, taking you through all the latest golfing news, tips, everything like that that's going on Good in on the you, world buddy. of golf. And you're doing a great job too. I uh, love well golf, done. Marco. Played a lot over the summer. Did you have what's the handicap down to? It's at nine at the moment. Hey! Was it, was first it, time? No, it was at seven uh, in December oh. and I'm gone out. So. Wow, Jules, you can play. Mm, so it's, I knew you loved it, no, but I didn't know you were off seven. I've lost my ability to hit the driver straight. Do so you know, like, do you mm. know, do you know... Um, if you shoot in the 80s with regularity, 
Okay, so it doesn't mm. it means every once in a while you might have a blowout. But if you shoot in the eighties with regularity, you're in the top five percent of golfers in the whole world. So single figure markers, if you get the singles out of every twenty golfers, you're probably the best mm. going around. So that's pretty not, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. So if you get down to three or four, mm-hmm. then you know, way. yeah, you're probably in the top one percent. Yeah. Top 1%. So there's a little goal for you. Yeah. But well done. Getting down the seven. Maybe by the end of this year, Marco, sitting in the chair with you, we might be able to yeah, that'd be good. get it down. Yeah, you, well, it'll be Julie's, Julie's Masterclass. That's it. Every week. Fantastic. I'll bring some videos in. <laughs> <laughs> you can just fix my game. Oh, we good go on. Well done to you, sir. Hey, um, Golf Digest, every year they release yep. their top 100 courses. Yes. They go through each country and yes. the top 20 in each country. Yeah. Some interesting names. Let's go through the top 10 in the world first. Yeah. Is this uh, Royal County Down at number one? Royal County Down is number one, Northern Oof. Ireland. That, that's huge. I mean, we've was all number known, four last year. We've all known Royal County Down is a top 10 golf course perennial, top 10 golf course. I mean, it's unbelievable. Number one, I never thought it'd be, I never thought I'd see it on anyone's list as number yep. one. Mm. Normally, that's reserved for Pine Valley and Cypress Point. What's next? Number two, Augusta National. Whew. Was yeah, number three last year. Yeah. Number three is Pine Valley. Was right. number one. Yeah, yeah. It's gone out to number three. Yeah. Number four is Cypress, Cypress Point. What's got number five? Uh, number five is Royal Dornock. Yeah, yeah. Never been there. Only heard good things. In Scotland. Yeah. Number six is Royal Melbourne, the West Course. See, this is this is a talking point. Because Royal Melbourne West is an unbelievable golf course. So is the East, by the way. The East would be hanging around that top fifty somewhere, I imagine. They're both unbelievable golf courses, but Jules, I was lucky enough to play in eight or nine, a lot, a lot of big tournaments at the composite course at Royal Melbourne. Yep. I'm a Victorian. I've played the West course a lot, and I can tell you this, the composite course is that much better than the West. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. It, it sounds strange because you know there are 12 holes of the West on the composite course, but the way the course lays out and its flow, mm. the composite course, when it's played correctly... Yep. Mate, it's twice as good as the West Course. So if they ever bother to rank the composite course, I'm telling you, it's the number one course in the world. Yep. Just Why so they you don't, know, I'll never the know. East Course came in number 55. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not, I don't think there's that big a difference. No. So either the West Course is ranked too high. Um, I reckon the East Course is probably ranked around the mark, 55 in the whole world. But believe me, Jules, the composite course, if West is six, based on that. Yeah. The composite course is one or two. Yep. One or two. One day they'll do it. One day, well, please. <laughs> Everyone at Royal Melbourne, play. Can you just start playing the composite yeah. course once a month yeah. out there? Give the members a treat. Play it once a month. Maybe even once a, once a month on the weekends, once a month during the week. And it becomes legitimate. And Royal Melbourne will be one or two in the world every single year. Be great. It would be good. Number seven, Shinnecock Hills yeah. in New York. Yeah, look, I've never been there, but uh, always looks amazing on TV. And people I respect love it. And number eight was the old course at St Andrews. Yeah, fair enough. Which is fair enough. Yeah, number yeah. nine's Muirfield. Yep, it's probably the best link. I, I, I think that one's the best links course. We've got St Andrews obviously a little above it. Mm. And as far as experience, you can't go past the St Andrews experience. But if it's purely golf course... And I think Muir, I, th- I think Muirfield's a better course than St Andrews. Yep. Go on. And number ten is Marion. Yeah, of course. I think they. Which one? Did, Marion. They didn't have the US Open there last year. It might have been the year before. Two thousand thirteen US yeah. Open. Yeah. You, oh, there we go. Yeah. So Marion, who won there? Forget. Oh, oh Justin Rose won there. Justin Rose won yep. there. So Marion. Yeah, everyone loves Marion. Uh, 
but that's good. Where, where, any other Australian courses? All right. Featuring? So there are nine Australian courses in the top 100. That's America, fantastic. Which is great. So nearly 10% of golf courses in the world. Right, eh? The best golf courses are in Australia. Have they, have they put... No one's even ranked Cape Wickham yet down there. Cape Wickham came in at number 24, Marco. In the world? Yep. Cape Wickham's only been open for three weeks. A brand new course, Cape Wickham, <laughs> King Island, Tasmania, came in at number 24 in the best golf courses in the world. Well, that'll be top 10. You can't, the golf course is barely, has barely opened. That'll be a top 10 course this time next year. Yep. Yep. So uh, just That's for your record, Marco, Kingston Heath came in at number 18 and was ranked yep. the second best course in Australia. Cape yep. Wickham was number 24, the third best course in Australia. Yep. Elliston in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales yeah. was the fourth best in Australia, that's number Kerry 29 Packer, that's, in the world. It's Kerry Packer's golf course. Yep. So Kerry Packer, once upon a time, got Greg Norman to build him, build him a golf course. And everyone who's been there, everybody says it's a top five course in Australia. So yep. that's enormous. Uh, number five in Australia was the New South Wales Golf Club yep. and number 30 in the world. Yeah, La Perouse they call it. Some, some people call it La Perouse, yep. but... Beautiful. Barn Bugle was in next, the best, uh, number 33 in the world and the sixth best in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Lost Farm, Barn Bugle was number 40 and number seven in Australia. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, Royal Melbourne East was number 55 in yeah. the world. What about Metro? Uh, Metropolitan was down at number 14 in Australia, not in the top 100. I don't know. And the National Golf Club Old Course yeah. at Cape Shank was number 87 and ranked the ninth best course in Australia. Yeah, well, and Runa was number 10. Yeah, well, look, I'm a, I'm a National Old Course lover. And where was the Moona National? Uh, Moona National was number 10. Not in the top 100. Not in the top 100. No. Yes, but the, the old course, if 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 they just tempered those greens fractionally yep. and you had a little bit more room to play, then it could have, that, that place could have been the best course in the world. Those, if they just trimmed it back a little bit, made tree-line to tree-line distances a little bit wider, um, and they just tempered the greens... It would be unbelievable, that yep. place. Tell that me place. A, it still is unbelievable. Tell us about Cape Wickham, Marco. I haven't been down there yet, but every single person who I respect, their, whose, whose opinions I respect as far as golf course design and mm. people who know what they're talking about, they all say the same thing. Uh, it's the best course in Australia. That's what they're all telling me. Now, I don't think anyone's ranking the composite course like I was talking before. Nothing will ever go past that in my eyes. It's just, it's a fluke that the composite course is so good. Yeah. It's a fluke. It wasn't designed. It was just, you know, it's two courses. And they're just, anyway, different story. Mm. But everybody's telling me that Cape Wickham is just breathtaking. Yeah. And, and not just for the golf course design, but, you know, apparently there are all these little succulent type uh, uh, plants in the rough and the heathland and, you know, the coastline is just ridiculous, yep. but the golf holes, it's all just melted in perfect melt. You know, they, they've just done such a good job. Um, there is room to play there because obviously it's designed for about a six-club wind. I think it would be average. Maybe probably on average you've got a five-club wind or a four-club yep. wind down there. So they've designed the course around that, which means they've given everybody plenty of room to play, yep. which is really important because, you know, you have a look at those top golf courses there, uh, you know, Augusta, St Andrews, there's plenty of room to play. You know, you, you struggle to lose. Well, you can't lose a golf ball at Augusta unless you hit it in the water yep. or, or over the fence. And you know, you, you, you've got room to play at St Andrews. You know, most of the golf courses in the world that people love to play, it, it's a, that's type of venue where you know you're not looking for a golf ball if you just slightly hit a shot offline. Mm. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse <laughs> yeah. than playing a golf course if you hit a yeah, shot slightly offline. And you're looking for your golf ball. It's ridiculous. Yep. If anyone's out there and you're playing a golf course like that, 
Just do Morning, something. Mornington Peninsula. Yeah, yeah there's right. a few down there. Yeah. <laughs> now, just get rid of it. Just clean it up. Yep. Make it fun to play. Uh, played St Andrews Beach, Marco, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That comes in number 16 in Australia, and as a public course, it's oh, probably the yeah. highest ranked yep. in Australia. Look, I, I think St Andrews Beach, I love the golf course. Uh, I absolutely love it. Yep. Love playing it. Go, down, go out of my way to play it. If, if they built themselves a clubhouse down mm. there... <laughs> Then it's not number sixteen in the country because you know the clubhouse is part of the experience. I yeah. don't care what people say. You know the, the purest associates golf course, but wrong. It the, part of your experience is having a cheese toasty or whatever sandwich afterwards. You know, yeah. getting in there having a the coffee beforehand, looking around at you know you, you go to Royal Melbourne, you spend a lot of time looking at what's yeah. on the walls. Same at Kingston Heath. Same at uh, New South Wales. You know, you, you get into the clubhouse, you get there early because you're excited to play the thing once. Yep. Uh, uh, but you get in the clubhouse and you, you, know, you look at all the trophies. You look at what they've got in their cases up on the walls. You look, you look at the history of the, of the golf club, and I think uh, all golf courses need that feel and you know before and after type. You know, you've got little nooks and crannies where you can have a little coffee or read a book or whatever. You know, yeah. a library, some golf. It's overall experience. It's the it? overall experience, yeah. mate. They, you need a clubhouse. All right, Marco. Yep. Up next, bit of news around. World golf. Yes. What's going to happen with the European tour? You've got some mail. Cat's out of the bag. We're going to talk to you about that next. Genie's out of the bottle. (laughs) We know what's going on. I'll tell you about it next. All right. This is the Clubhouse Across Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Mark Allen, Julian Bayard in the studio right across Australia. This is the Clubhouse. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend wherever you're listening anywhere around this great country. Marco, time to go inside the Clubhouse for Mandalay Golf Course, Melbourne's newest golfing experience in the north. If you're in Melbourne or you're travelling to Melbourne, it's a brand new golf course, Mandalay Golf Course, uh, Club Mandalay, located just mm. off the Hume Highway, Melbourne's north. Visit clubmandalay.com. Peter Thompson Design. For more details, it's fantastic. Yeah. Some of the greens there are really, really good, Marco. Oh, that's good. Played there. It's very I, good. I haven't played there yet. Yep. Maybe we can go there. Maybe we'll go there. Yeah. I'm happy to go. I'm, I'm happy to go out and have a look. Clubmandalay.com.au for all the details. Hey, Marco, we're going inside the clubhouse. You've got some inside mm. word and a bit of news around what's going to happen with tournaments that aren't played in the US yeah. and whether they're going to be co-sanctioned by the European Tour, which would be massive for golf. Oh, I'd be huge. Now, people who have been listening to this program um, understand uh, that for a long time, I've wanted our tournaments, our Australian events on the European Tour, and I wanted them because if you win, if you've got a young fellow who wins a tournament, they automatically become a European Tour player. You know, they've got all the tournaments right around the world, big money, and they become a player. We saw a situation... Three or four years ago, Daniel Popovic won the Australian PGA. He had nowhere to play because we weren't sanctioned anywhere. We've only got three tournaments, you know, really, four tournaments if you count Perth. But, you know, we don't really get to see Perth much over this side. Um, It's a big tournament, Perth, and it's a European tour event as well. But um, for a long time, I've been calling for our events to all be part of the European tour. It looks like that's going to happen, but it's much bigger than I thought it was. So from what I understand... Every tour other than the US tour will basically fall under uh, the European tour umbrella. So Japan tournaments, European European tour umbrella. All Asian events under the European tour umbrella. Australia, all of our events, all four the big ones. And, and look, I would love the New Zealand Open or PGA mm-hmm. or just one tournament in New Zealand as well. So there will be tournaments up against each other that are under the one flagship or the one banner of the European Tour. So you might have Japanese tournaments going that week um, and both winners of the Japanese tournament and a tournament in Australia yep. 
they will become European Tour um, uh, exempt players, yep. which is just sensational. And you won't see it. You know, we just saw the uh, uh, Australian PGA, the fellow who won there, he's now automatically a European Tour winner. Mm. The fellow, Nick Cullen, who won the Masters last year, left-handed player, wins at Metro, wins the Australian Masters, he had nowhere to play. Mm. So that he would have been a European Tour player. Yep. So we've seen in the past all the South Africans and, and how much success they've had globally. It's because their tournaments have been part of the European Tour for yep. the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you see guys like you know Brandon Grace and you, know, you see all these guys who we hadn't heard of. They win twice at their home tournaments, pretty much where you're logically going to you win so. for the first time. <laughs> you want your local players to win. They win their own tournaments at home. They become European Tour players. Brandon Grace, he, his success story is unreal. Mm. He, he, I'd never heard of him before. He goes bang, bang and wins two tournaments in South Africa, becomes a European Tour player, then wins two more in Europe or you know around their their circuit, and then he's a top fifty player. So he goes from not he goes from not like most no one would have heard of him the first time he won in this country to becoming a top fifty player in the world. You know he gets a start, he gets some confidence, he gets a home tour, uh, a big home tour, and he wins enough world ranking points from his four wins to become a top 50 player. He's exempted all the majors the very next year. I mean, the pathway's there. You can do it if you can get into the tournaments. But there has been no pathway for our players to get into these tournaments. Years ago, you know, players like Peter Senior and Mike Clayton, they didn't even have to go to the European Tour School. You know, if you you did well in Australia, you were exempt into their tournaments. Peter O'Malley never went to the European Tour Mm -hmm. School. But then the European Tour School came along and it kept our players out. This is a way, at least, where if you perform well in our tournaments, you might even get enough money to be, you know, I'm not sure what the detail there. If, um, you know, if you're a part of our tour, do you become automatically a part of their tour? I couldn't imagine. But at least... You know, if you win one of our tournaments, then you're away off and running. Yeah, and then, and yeah. if you pay, if you pay a membership, perhaps of the European Tour at the start of the year, and you win enough money in our three events, you, you might have won a tournament, but you might have come second, third, and fourth in our three tournaments. That should get you enough money to where you've got some kind of standing on the European Tour. And then, you know, the main tournament in Japan might be on, but that means you can get a start in the one million, you know, two million dollar. Singapore Open, for instance, yep. in Asia, and then that money counts. All the money counts to the to one, one big pool, to the one big pool, the one big list at the end of the year. It it is just a no brainer, and it gives all our players this opportunity to live in Australia, where the families are, yeah. where the support networks are. For if if you happen to have a family, you get to live in Australia, and you just have to go up to Asia. You can go to the Japan. You know, if you want to, and you've got enough points, you can go up to Europe for the mm-hmm. you know two month period. And live out of a hotel for two months. It's no big deal. And then come straight back to Australia and play in our events, play in South African events. It just makes sense. Now, it hasn't been ticked off yet. It hasn't been signed. When do you think but it's close. could happen? What's the time? 2017. 2017. Would be my best guess. Yeah. And, and I think our tournaments, the Australian events, they're going to be the lead-off tournaments for the season. So the perfect storm for us was at the Australian events, all four of them, were in February. Because you know what it's like right now. Yeah, I mean, it's January it's, right now. Yep. We're almost sick of the cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tennis is just about to start uh, on Monday. So in February, we're sick of the cricket. Tennis is over and done with. 
and now it's time for a bit of golf before the NRL and the AFL starts. Mm. It's just it's perfect. It's perfect. It's the perfect it's time weather. spot. Yeah, but I think because there's a wraparound season, they call it, and the European Tour starts in November. Uh, I think you're going to find that our tournaments will be the one, two, and three. So right. will be the start off tournaments for the year. Uh, Throw in the World Cup at Kingston Heath this year. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot of quality golf in this country, which is great. Well, but more importantly, it's going to be kind of sustained. It's going to be able to. It's going to be able to work out. All right. So say it, it comes in for for this year. Yep. We've got the World Cup of Golf, Kingston Heath. Yep. There, the events are going to be co-sanctioned by yeah. the European Tour. Yeah. What is it going to mean for big name players to be playing in Australia at the end of this year? Are we going to see? Top ten players regularly come out. No, 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 no. I would like, look, I would like to do that. And there's more of a chance of those top ten players coming to Australia if they're in February. You know, the the, the big events in America in February, nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to play them. You know, like you know, people people who are battling for their card, they'll play in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am because the best players don't really want to play at Pebble Beach with the bumpy greens and with all mm-hmm. the amateurs in that week. So February in America. Uh, is, is not a good month if you if you want to play. So there's another reason why you would reckon Australia would be a fantastic option. Keep your game in shape, come down, bring the family, do whatever, play for some unbelievable golf courses, and then get back up to uh, America uh, in March and start preparing for you know the the Masters and mm. and the Players Championship and you, and you, and the majors. You know, you start your preparation down here in Australia because most of these great players they they either don't play in February or they're looking for a place to play. In February, so it's not going to guarantee us that um, there's going to be more top ten players playing in our events. But what it does guarantee is that more of our winners, homegrown winners, have a chance to become top ten players. Right, and that's the most important that thing. That is important. That's the most important thing. I and mean, if you've been watching the South African events uh, like I have been lately, just they come on just the right time, about mm-hmm. seven p.m., and you flick in between that and the cricket and the <laughs> tennis and everything yep. else. You actually see a lot of the South African players going back and playing in their tournaments. And, of course, those players are top 20, top 30 players in the world. And that adds to the strength. So that's the guarantee. It's not going to happen overnight. But in 10 years' time, we'll have 10 years' worth of our winners on that European tour. And that, to me, almost guarantees that we're going to have more high-level golfers golfers coming out of this country. All right, World Cup of Golf. We've mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah, Announced good. over the break that it's going to be at uh, your home track, Kingston Heath. Yeah, looking forward to it. And you know, with eight million US dollars, so well, that's getting up around twelve million Australian dollars they're yep. playing for. Only twenty-eight countries, mm-hmm. um, so it's going to be an elite field, which is great. Uh, it's going to be a real team competition. I think it's a four-ball one day, and Ambro- uh, yep. not Ambrose, uh, Foursomes the next, mm-hmm. uh, and you know. The, the, those two formats, but um, when you when you got the the World Golf Championship tag alongside the World Cup, I'm not sure where the money goes to. I, I knew the year before that it actually went to the Euro, US and the European Tour, so it counted. But um, I, I like the fact that the guy who's highest ranked from your country can choose. choose. So just for the listeners out there who might not get it, so there's the top 28 players from each country yep. in the world. Well, the top one. So yeah, the top yeah. one, basically. The, from the, the best player from each country yep. on the world rankings. 28. Only goes to 28. Yep. And then he gets to choose his partner. Yep. So say Jason Day, he's automatically in anyway because he's yep. the reigning winner. Yep. Yep. So he could choose Adam Scott, yep. for example. And if Adam Scott wanted to play, yep. they come down, they partner again. Or even better, if they had this system... Back when Tiger Woods was the world number one mm. and Phil Mickelson was the world number two yep. and his logical playing partner, Tiger Woods would have gone, 
Wouldn't I'm it? playing with Jim Fury. Oh, no, <laughs> so you've got all that. That's uh, that, that's that'll be interesting to watch how that plays out also yep. because you know there'll be there'll be situations where you know the guy the leading player doesn't like the other guy and doesn't want him to be the teammate. So you yeah, I mean that that'll be interesting to watch along as well. Um they should have had this format in the Olympics. The Olympics is yeah. just a four round tournament. Yeah. Boring. Mm. Boring. They should have they should have had a, more of a team format. Um but I think I think it's going to because all the good players will be in town, I think some of our other tournaments could benefit, you know. Why come down for to Australia for one week? When you can come down, playing the World Cup down in, in Kingston Heath, and then playing the Australian Open on the way home, and, and if, it, you, if you want to go up to are, Queensland, are those tournaments straight after? Week? I'd be I'd be surprised yeah. if our organisers hadn't yeah. made that a priority. Yeah, we'll check yeah. those dates yeah. for next week. Yeah, I, I, you'd I, hope so. I'd be surprised. Yep, I'd be surprised. Hey, Marco. Speaking of the top players in the world, the earnings for golfers mm. was released during the week. Uh, the top 10 earners both on the field and off the field. Of course. Yeah. So they combined them together yeah. to give you a top 10 earners in golf in All 2015. Right. Who would you pick as number one? Tiger's still number one. No, incorrect. Jordan Spieth, number one. Jordan Spieth is number one. Right. On course, 23 million. This is US. Yeah. And off course, an estimated $30 million. So a total of $53 right. million dollars for right. Jordan Spieth. Number Tiger, number two. two. No. Roy McIlroy. No. Jason Day. No. Who? Phil Mickelson. Phil. Number two. On course, just $2,300,000. Mm-hmm. And off course, $50 million. 50! For Phil Mickelson. Um, that's the most out well. of all of them. Okay. Uh, off course. So $52 million for Phil. Number three was Tiger. Yeah. On course, just $500,000 last year. That's but not a lot of money. Off course, $48 million. Five hundred thousand. I wish I, I wish I had one year where I yeah. earned five hundred thousand US. <laughs> Go on. So forty eight million for Tiger. Number yeah, four, Rory. Yeah. Uh, nine million on course, off course. Thirty seven and a half million. So forty six million for Rory. Yeah, on. Not bad golf. Go on. Number five might surprise you. Arnold uh, Palmer. Yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. On course zero, off course forty million. Yeah, rock solid. What's he getting that for? Uh, Callaway be paying him money. Rolex would be paying him money. Uh, and um, he is the co-founder or the founder of the Golf Channel, the most, the most successful, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, pay-per-view channel mm-hmm. in America, yep. Golf Channel. There you go. Golf cha- yeah, Golf Channel's got its own morning show. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> What's it called? Fairway Drive or something? Yeah. Something like that. Um, they've got their own breakfast show, which, yep. by the way, would be perfect over here if we ever get the Golf Channel because you get home, you'd be able to watch their morning show. Perfect. It's a great morning show. Yeah. But we'd have it in the come afternoon. It'd still be great. Yeah, come on, Foxtel. Or number maybe you and I should just drag it down ourselves. Maybe we'll just start our own one. Oh, Video this show. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Week. Uh, number six, Jack Nicholas, 41,000 on course, yeah. $22 million off course. How much? 41,000. Yep, 41 and a half thousand. Where'd he win that? He's like 100. Uh, Let's go. Masters. <laughs> Must have been a seniors event or something. <laughs> right, eh? yeah. uh, Jason Day, number seven, 11, nearly $12 million on course and $7.5 million off course. So $19 million for Jason Day last year. Not, Not a too bad, bad JC boy. Ricky Fowler. Still wouldn't put an arm across his wife no. when the big man ran across him. But that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get some stick for Well, that. it came uh, pretty quick. Uh, you can't, you can't I'm sure really he would him. have if he had more time to think, Jay. Yeah. So we're, we're only laying the boots in because yep. you're not here. Yep. Yep. Uh, number eight, Ricky Fowler. Number nine, Justin Rose. And number 10, Gary Player. Gaza, mm. the big three. How about that? The big three, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Arnold Palmer, all still feature in the top 10 yep. in 2015. Unbelievable. Staggering. 
That's staggering. The big three, Mark McCormack, you know, the founder of IMG. If he was still around, he'd be very proud about that. He'd be very, very proud. The big three are still making the top ten. This is the clubhouse across Australia. Mark Allen and Julian Bayard. Marco's Masterclass. <laughs> Time to get a golf lesson from Marco. What are we looking at this week, Mark? Putting. Your, your kids, just for everyone, all your kids are out the back. Yeah, they? they're going um, crazy. They're very yeah. well-behaved kids, Mark. Oh, they are. But they shouldn't tell their dad they want to shoot a bow and arrow <laughs> in his face, though, should they? Yeah. No. Uh, let's get off the year with a great start, and we'll talk about putting. Now, the biggest killer in putting is uh, spinal movement. So your body has to move. You know, you're actually making stuff. So if you're trying to stay dead still, the, the stiller you try and stay with your body, the more you'll move in the long run. So the spine has to stay still. One of the things that people do that it's annoying for me to watch is they come up through a putt. If you come up, your whole body comes up through a putt, then you end up hitting the ball with the bottom part of the putter, and that's not good for life. Stop doing that. So a way of stopping this is to have a low follow-through. And I don't want you to chase the ball, because uh, a lot of people, when you say chase the ball in your follow-through, mm. uh, they take it to extreme. But I want you to follow the ball with the putting stroke. So when you're putting out there today, forget about trying to stay still, folks. It, not many people can make it work. Ian Baker Finch did it, but he's a freak. Always has been a freak. Mm-hmm. Just says stay, keep your head still. But what I think you should do is follow the ball with the putter. So keep the putter nice and low in the follow-through and Follow the ball. Don't chase the ball. I hear, I hear people say chasing the ball. Don't chase the ball, but follow through low with the putter and just follow the ball. And this way, at least you won't be moving up. And don't be scared of moving when you putt. Just don't come up through the putter. It's, it's a disaster. So once again, let's get 2016 off to a cracking start. If you're having 36 putts around, just think about it. If you have to start having 28 putts around, your 86s are going to be 78s. Or your 96s are going to be 88s. Or your 106s, they're going to be 98s. You all want to break that barrier. So let's start following the ball with a low follow-through when you putt. Yep. That'll stop you from coming up and get you off to a cracking start in 2016. There you go. The best golf nice lesson you've had. Straight away. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Well, if we're going to cut eight shots, that's nice. Well, I reckon eight shots is a nice barrier. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice, if you can get eight shots improvement from one little tip, a simple one, mm-hmm. then I've done my job today, Jules. Very good. I'm I happy. like it. All right. Yeah. Got a couple of minutes left. Yeah. Predictions this year. What are we going to see on course from some of the golf right. biggest names and some Australians that uh, might pop up as well? Okay. I think uh, predictions, and I don't like this, there's no joy in this, but I think Adam Scott's going to struggle. I think he's, really? yeah, I think his game from Teddy Green's unreal, but I think. Keep on missing putts. It just it seems to have a way of infiltrating the rest. So I, I, I don't like that. And Adam, I want you to I want you to make me wrong. I want you to make a liar out of me. I want you to win majors, but I think Adam Scott's going to fall away. I think Jason Day is going to have a two major type season. Two major type yep, season. I think he will. I think he's just from what I saw at Hawaii, that Champions event. He's swinging the club beautifully. He's had a big rest. Um, I, I'm I'm confident. I don't know why. But because you know there are clearly some superstars out there, but I've just got a belief that Jason's uh, been put down on this rock of ours for a reason, yep. and he's going to be a major winner. Hopefully, he can win six or seven in his career. Uh, Rory McIlroy is going to play. Uh, I think we've all forgot about Rory, but I think you're going to find a little bit of a comeback 
from Rory McIlroy. I think he's going to do well. And I also think Stephen Bowditch. I don't think he's a major yeah. type of guy. I don't think he is, Stephen. But I reckon you're going to see Stephen Bowditch have a two-win season on the PGA Tour. Couple of wins Tour. For Steve. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, our boy from... Oh, Mark Leishman. Where's he from? Warrnambool. Warrnambool. I was going to say one Peggy. Down in Warrnambool. Yep. Yeah, watch out for him. I think he finished the year last year very well. I think, uh, you know, at the President's Cup, he beat Jordan Spieth. He did. In the singles. Uh, we saw him in a playoff for the Open Championship. Yep. I think he's had a good rest, and I think we're going to see uh, Mark well Leishman a lot. Stage. Yeah, I think we're going to see him involved in tournaments um, right throughout the season. You just want to be involved, you know. You, yep. you, you don't know when you're going to play well. And golf's one of those fluky sports where you can get the bad weather, you can get the bad rub of the greens, you can you get a bad bounce here and there. But you just want to be involved with nine holes to play. And if you're involved, you know, you're going to tick over the wins at some stage. In 30 seconds, do we see Tiger again this year? No. no. Not at all. Cooked. Done. Cooked. What about next year? Cooked. So we're not, we, you don't think we'll see him again on a golf course? He might be in a presidential race at some stage Ooh. where we'll see him again. <laughs> <laughs> Trump and Tiger, imagine those two. Uh, you'll see him with the Ryder Cup, man. You'll be in the Ryder Cup. He's going to be one of the captains there, but no, yep. he's. I, I think he's cooked. Okay, Jules, mate, you can Been come back pleasure. anytime, buddy. I'll come be back, back anytime. Week. I'll be back next week. We Beautiful. Get me down three or four throughout the year. We will. That'll you be get, fun, mate. Get down the five. We'll yeah. make get you down the five. You're a five. You're a gun. Thanks, Marco. See you, buddy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.